Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Right, so this week's title is... A pirate, a hacker, and an assassin walk into a speakeasy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's yeah. a, a long title. B... Yeah. Evocative. Yes. We already have a lot of things going on there. We, we have a lot of stuff there. Uh, we're doing crime movies. Yeah, if you couldn't tell by the uh, by the job titles <laughs> in that... Uh, by the professions listed below. Yes. <laughs> um, we're doing crime movies. So, Phil Walters gave us the title A Pirate, A Hacker and an Assassin Walk Into a Speakeasy. Um, they got in touch with us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Life's a Pitch Show. If you want to give us a title, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast if you are so inclined. And you should be so inclined. Yeah. You should be so inclined. Yes. To give us your titles, please. Well, speaking of giving us titles, we've got a few more people here. What? Who've given us titles. Well, we are, our job here isn't just to read the first title and then go home. Yeah, yeah, no, we've got well, we've got to pitch that. Oh. But after we've after well before that, yeah, we're going to pitch some more. Oh, right. Well, I suppose I suppose everybody wins. It would be a crime not to. Ah, oh, like that. So from Mrs. Donahue's snail. Yeah, we've got CSI Balamori. <laughs> okay, have you watched any Balamori, Tom? Um, not recently. No. Are you, do you know what the story is? Uh, I, I I guess we never found out. Uh, no, there's one every every week. Every week, every week, every week. A, a different story. I think that's basically the premise: is that every week there's a mm. different story in Balamori. Really? Yeah. And uh, the one I watched most recently, I was catching up. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you're, you're catch, catching up on Balamori. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want. I like to stay present on what the story is. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, uh, the the inventor inventor bloke uh, Archie Archie the English guy yeah who um, who lives in a pink castle he does live in a pink castle that's true um, uh, he he uh, <laughs> to, our, to our American listeners we're not just making this no, up this on the true. spot this is true this yeah. is all this is all a kids oh it's all a kids TV show yes called Balamori set, set in Balamori in Scotland yes no, well actually Tobermory Tober- is the um, is the actual, is the actual town, town yeah. but they call it Balamori yeah um, but uh, anyway, to, to protect to protect the the, names, the innocent, yeah, to protect the innocent, <laughs> the, uh, the name, names of uh, and places have been changed. Um, so it's actually Tobermory, but it's it's Balamori. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I could I could be making that up. It might not yeah. be Tobermory. I thought it was Tobermory. Yeah, I, I'm second guessing myself now. Let me know. Well, I, who I, knows? I know we have I know we have Scottish listeners. Let me yeah. know if I'm just fucking out or out of line here. But um, <laughs> the uh, when it comes to Scotland, we usually are. Yeah, we usually are out of line. Yeah, <laughs> um, which I hope isn't held against us if we ever need to if 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 if, if I ever need to move there after <laughs> after they gain independence. Um, yeah, when. When I watched it, Archie, the the English fella, yeah. uh, the inventor, he he'd he'd invented a, a waking up machine, the, like an alarm. Oh yeah, to help him wake up and get all this. Uh, very much a la 
um, you know uh, the, the the morning machine in uh, Fireman Sam or yeah. even, uh, even Wallace uh, and Gromit Wallace and Gromit yeah, yeah. Um, well um, the thing is it was wrong it was doing it wrong oh no so it was waking him up in the middle of the night, but he was like, "Oh, it's no, it's, it's morning time, right?" And then he would go back to sleep and it'd wake him up again. Yeah. And then it was, it, it was, he'd think it was morning time again. Yeah. So he was, he was like constantly in a loop of it, of being ready for bed. Mm. Um. So what you're saying is he's got an alibi. Yes. Yeah. He, he had, he had this alibi for this, for this situation, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. So, the jumping one. The the one who's into exercise, yeah, um, was uh, <laughs> we, we, we know the name of Archie. Yeah, that's about you knew the name it. of Archie. I knew the name yeah. of Archie. That's about that's yellow, where my Balamori uh, knowledge begins and ends. The woman who's always dressed in yellow and yeah. loves running around. Okay, um, uh, she um, lives, I presume, in a yellow house as well. Yeah, um, and she—they're all—they're all, they're all colour coded yeah, to yeah, their characters. Sure. Yeah, uh, and she took him on a run to try and wake him up. Okay, you know. um, so that was fun. Anyway, not. To be honest, they're not complex plots. No, they? no, no. Um, which which says to me, right? What what was the what's the what's the title of this? The CSI Balamori. CSI Balamori. So crime scene investigation Balamori. Given that they're not complex plots. Yeah. This says to me that like surely we could we could do like just a really short movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just like it's an episode of Balamori that really took a turn. Yeah. Like. The is there a pol- is there a police person in Balamori? There a police officer in Balamori? It, it would it would make sense for a kids TV show, wouldn't it? P- he's called PC Plum. PC Plum. Yeah, played by Andrew Agnew. Ah, he's best. This is basically his main his main thing. Yeah, uh, Andrew Agnew is PC Plum. All oh, right, that's, that's what he's known for. Cool. Yeah. Um, so he he is investigating a murder. A murder. <laughs> a murder. Yeah. And because it's because it, we don't show the body. No. Why would we? Yeah. No. 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 It's 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 got to be like a who who has been murdered? Is it one of the main characters or is it someone else? Is it going to be the the like the main one, the 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 nursery school teacher? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Uh, Let's not make it traumatic for kids. Let's just say a body's washed up on the shore. <laughs> Let's just say a bloated, waterlogged corpse is washed up on the shore. Let's yeah, not yeah. make it a traumatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... Let's just say a faceless, unknown John Doe corpse, <laughs> bloated and, and 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 swollen beyond recognition by the sea. Yeah. Has washed up on the beach in Balamori. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, and um, PC Plum is is out to find out the murderer. Seaweed. Yeah. <laughs> tangled around his uh, tangled around his neck and, yeah. and hands. Yeah. Some of it in his mouth. There's there's multiple stab wounds. There's the blood kind of congealed around yeah. uh, around the blood his, around the, around the clothing. His jaw is broken. Yeah, and his eyes are, are still open. S- still open wide. Yeah, yeah. In 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 horror. Yeah, yeah. In, in absolute horror. So just glossing over the the the, the, the kind of 
the identity of yeah. the, of the murder victim for now. Yeah, yeah. Just to, to preserve the sensitivities of the children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the kids that are watching CSI Balamora. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're gonna go with like a, a Snyder tone for this. <laughs> Okay. You know how like Balamori, all the all the houses are different, like bright different colours. Yeah. We are gonna turn the saturation way down, <laughs> so it's almost black and white. I I kind of so honestly, I think what I what I would do here if I was trying to make a plot for this mm. was that I would have it be that long and short of it because honourable mention. Yeah. It would be that a member, a, a, a citizen of Tobamo, the actual town, yeah, had murdered one of the characters of Balamori, okay, because they were staying in their house. <laughs> right, right, I get you, I get you. That, they'd, that's... they'd gotten too attached to the house, yeah, yeah, and were using their big BBC books <laughs> to try and buy out the place. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's Archie the inventor because that's the only one we can name. Yeah, um, he's... And, and he's English anyway. Like, he does, yeah, you yeah. Know, It's just like it's a bit it's a bit weird that he's English in in this in this Scottish town. Yeah. So uh, he's he's the one doing the murder, right? Uh, oh no, no, he's murdered. He's, he the murdered person... the person who who lives in the castle yes. normally. Yeah, the big pink castle. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It plays out like a, just a normal like, episode. I was sick of painting that castle pink every day and then then painting it white again in the morning. <sighs> you see, they thought I didn't live in that castle when I did. I did I live should... in that castle. My heart lived in that castle even when I didn't. So that's why I murdered them because. <laughs> They don't belong here. It is I, Archie the Inventor, who belongs here. And I like the idea of like a, a BBC cover-up, like a, a sort of network cover-up of this situation. Because if they found out that, that there were murders going on in Balamori, the, the show became... It's a very popular show. As yeah, yeah. A lot of money coming in from the Balamori side of things. So yeah. um, I like the idea that only PC Plum is, 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 is actually... An actor playing a policeman yeah, yeah. is the only one who's doing any investigation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, Hot Fuzz. Is it a like, little bit, yeah. They they, they kind of want to keep crime and and stuff like the appearance of it being a nice town. Exactly, and there's yeah. this, there's this strange charged relationship between the people who actually live in the town and the actors. And there's a lot of conversations, a little bit like extras, a lot, a lot of conversations over like craft services, you know, yeah. like over the buffet. Yeah. Um. There, there's a lot of conversations. It, it really, like that. it really breaks the fourth wall and confuses the kids. But that's <laughs> what they need. Times are hard. Times are hard. Times are confusing right now. They need to be hardened into little eco-soldiers, aren't they? So we need to to start telling about the injustices of the world straight away. I love how it's like one of those noirs where the real criminal is the uh, institutions involved. (laughs) So it's the BBC that's that's really... covering up this string of murders. Yeah, well, it's it's the BBC that's come there and ruined this, this nice seaside town. Yeah. And just turned everyone into horrible, like, horrible people. Yeah. Um, desperate for more attention. Just uh, they've they've got they've got their they've got their fifteen minutes of fame fix, and yeah. they just want more. Yeah, yeah. And it just it's turned it into a seedy Hollywood style town. I know who's playing the uh, the corpse, by the way. Oh yeah, Limmy. 
Of course. And, of course. And, and I've, I've chosen Limmy as the as the person so yeah. that in a flashback so he can be acting all indignant about this 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 guy in his house. Yeah. <laughs> in his castle it's that okay, he lives in. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so funny if if like Limmy on his Twitch streams like <laughs> cut to outside his house and it is that giant castle <laughs> in Glasgow. For yeah, some yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so from James Delaney, we've got the budgie smuggler. The budgie smuggler. Yeah, I, like, I, I do like this. I I, I looked this up yes. because I was like, I'm pretty certain I've heard that yeah, saying. Yeah, budgie before. smuggler is a is a, a a pair of small pants. Yeah, or or swimming uh, yeah. attire. Yeah, for men. Yes, for men. For so that it, like it looks like you're smuggling a budgie. Mm. Is like it's you're you're. Got in the crotchal region. Yeah. Looks like there is a, a, a nestled, budgie-sized object in the crotchal region of those pants mm. or, or swimming attire. Yeah. Do, do you know? Do you know what is going on right now, Matt? What is the, going on the, right now? The 2020 Olympics in 2021. Oof. Of all years. Of all years. Um. And uh, Japan famously hate budgies. They do. There was a big, there was a big thing back in the day of we're gonna we're gonna kill all the budgies in Japan. Yeah. Because because they, they pecked out someone's eye one time mm-hmm. a budgie. So we're like getting rid of them, getting rid of them. But there is now a now an underground trade for budgies so so presumably this is like they've banned the budgie you're not allowed to bring budgies into the country no you're not allowed to take you're not allowed to rear budgies in the country yeah they're really against it yeah yeah and if if you are caught owning a budgie yeah you are sentenced to five years hard labour down in the mines down in the in the in the in the salt mines in the salt mines of Japan yeah 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 um the salt mines of Sapporo yeah Sapporo is that a place yeah I think I so okay, yeah cool um, and uh, and yeah because because obviously 2020 yeah this underground budgie trade yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, hasn't done well <laughs> not not been many people coming into the country uh, yes to smuggle budgies sm- well this is the yeah it's there's there's a want for them because mm. of course as soon as budgies get into Japan, yeah, they become absolutely terrifying beasts. <laughs> oh yeah, like, this is the thing. They turn into kaiju's. Yeah. That's, that's if you if you if you feed a budgie enough. This is why this is why budgies are banned in Japan because yeah. they they turn into Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a Mothra-sized budgie yeah. that just causes havoc. But but usually, do we know what the mechanics of that are? Ah. Is it is it sort of a belief thing? Do the people of Japan believe that budgies turn into Mothra and therefore they do? <laughs> or is it sort of a Well well I, I think I think about the water? Uh uh If they are fed after midnight. Right. <laughs> it's just an arbitrary rule. Maybe it's maybe it's that one in ten thousand budgies. Yeah, can turn in will turn into a kaiju. The, the fact, the funny thing about this is, this is the case everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but it, it usually Japan's just sensitive about, understandably sensitive about kaiju. Yeah, well, this is the thing that and it happened 
it happened in Japan where it usually just happens off in the Amazon somewhere and we have no idea it's going on. Actually, no. What it is, is it's one in a million budgies turns yeah. into a kaiju. Mm. But what happened was a budgie turned into a kaiju, right? No, I, and and the, the scientists looked at the budgies and they, they sort of like took, took blood and went... Yeah, seems scientifically one in a million of these will turn into a kaiju. We've only ever seen one kaiju. Yeah, we, we've only ever seen one, and we, there's only ever been a million budgies. The other, the other, <laughs> the other countries don't care. The other countries don't care. But I quite like the idea that it's uh, that, that it works kind of like volcanoes and earthquakes. Right. It's like every few hundred years yeah. or something, a budgie turns into a, a kaiju. <laughs> Where do you? It, it, we're, 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 we're overdue. We're overdue a, 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 a budgie. Overdue <laughs> a budgie kaiju. Yeah. Um, but the, seriously, there's nothing wrong with budgies regularly, yeah. normally. Mm-hmm. Like, the chances of one turning into a budgie are a million to one. She said. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, the chances of a budgie turning into a kaiju. <laughs> a million to one. It, it's a musical. It begins with that. <laughs> And then there's no other songs in the film. Oh, is that? It's yeah, just, yeah, that's... It's just that. And then Forever Autumn's over the credits. And yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's the Forever... We put Forever Autumn in there. Yeah. Um, because you can put it in any musical and it's yeah. still... It would make as much sense. <laughs> exactly as much sense as it does in War of the Worlds. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, so, The Budgie Smuggler, the musical. We can put this on to get the musical crown in because mm-hmm. we know they love a good film. We know they know. We know they love a good kaiju. Yeah, <laughs> a good kaiju movie. Yeah. Anyway, let's cut to the chase here. Yeah. So, um, so obviously, people have been allowed back in yeah. to Japan. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of influx of people for, for the, the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Divers and swimmers. Yep. With their Budgie smugglers. Volleyball players. Volleyball players. Budgie um, smugglers. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts. Um, and, uh, and and this guy, it's, it's Jason Statham. Is it again? Again, Jason oh, Statham. He, he's in a lot of crime movies. Yeah. Should should he be? He should be in prison because of all these <laughs> crime movies he's done. He should be in prison. But Chances not. are he's committed one of those crimes. I reckon he's committed a crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What crime do you reckon, Jason Statham? <laughs> Answer us, please, on, on Twitter and Facebook. What crime do you reckon yeah. Jason Statham's done? Just commit perjury. <laughs> or slander. Which one is it? Um, oh, I don't well, know. No, perjury's not it, is it? Perjury. Um... Just, just commit slander or, or what's the other one? The one where it's like you... Libel. Libel. I, Libel's I, written, slander's spoken. Yeah. Commit I, libel. <laughs> libel. Um, I, I reckon. I reckon he once stole a Mars bar from a corner shop by accident. <laughs> he he was he had his he, he had his, to pay. He had his basket underneath yeah. his arm and he he bang he, he got pushed over by uh, allegedly allegedly pushed <laughs> over. Um, <laughs> But by Arnie, who was in a rush, yeah, uh, to, allegedly to get to get to get to Arnie the was, Arnie was allegedly in a rush. Yeah, he was allegedly in a rush. Uh, sorry, my lawyers are in my ear. To, 
<laughs> he was allegedly in a rush to yeah. get to the reduced birthday cake aisle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and because they were running out, they were running out. It, there was a crowd for this Madeira cakes. Madeira cakes, yeah, normally like twenty quid. Yeah, but yeah. They were on sale for a fiver. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, and, and they they were the stalest of cakes as yeah, well. Yeah. And and say what you want about Arnie, right? Loves a stale he, cake. Loves a stale Madeira cake. <laughs> So he's he from would, Austria, I mean, of course. Of course, of course, it's the national delicacy. Stale cake, yeah. Stale cake, and he, he was just that. Jason Statham was on the uh, confectionery aisle, yeah, and and uh, allegedly, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, bashed straight into him. He was like, "I'm, so, I'm sorry, Jason." Now, <laughs> just Jason Statham, I have to get the Madeira cake. Jason Statham had a trifle in his hands. Yeah. It smashed all, over, all him. over him, and he was weeping. He's like, "This is a brand new dress. Um, yeah. It's ruined. I was going to go to prom in this." He says. Yeah. And then he runs out of the out of the um, out of the shop. And was that Mars bar? And he's got a Mars bar in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, funnily enough, um, allegedly, allegedly, al- allegedly, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jason Statham now an item. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That rom com. Unexpected item in the bagging area. That's what we call that rom com. <laughs> a pitch within a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's like only ever happened like once, right? <laughs> um so yeah, Jason Statham is is the, the UK side of it. Yeah. And uh he's Somehow he's managed to wrangle his way in yeah. to the training uh, pools of the UK swimming team. Yeah. Now I've got a lot of buyers <laughs> in Japan. I've got a lot of dyers as I well. I've got a lot of dyers as well. I, I, I assume because they're both Cockney that Danny Dyer and Jason Statham are Oh, right. I thought you meant like people have just died. No. Got a lot of dyers like Danny Dyer. I've got a lot of dyers like Danny Dyer yeah. as well. Yeah. I've got buyers, got a lot of dyers. Yeah. It's Danny Dyer. Got a lot of cockneys coming. Got basically. a lot. It's what, it's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. I got a lot of dyers as well. Yeah. Danny Dyer and all his family are coming. Yeah. He's well. like, oh, I'm here, I'm Danny Dyer. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how Danny Dyer sounds. I th- actually, no, I think Danny Dyer sounds more like the impression of Jason Statham yeah. doing. Yeah, than, they're uh, very similar. Very similar, except one. Yeah. One inexplicably is in a lot of movies, and one was only in EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> He was in a lot of movies, and then he was in EastEnders. He yeah. uh, he he made he made the progression <laughs> to a steady job. Yeah, yeah. Happened to Barbara Windsor. Yeah, it did. Yeah, You're right. It did actually. Um, <laughs> don't let it happen to you, all, listener. All, all, all the Cockneys eventually come home, don't they? <laughs> they all get uh, offered offered a spot on EastEnders, which yeah. is originally a guest spot. Yeah, and then it turns into a full time job. Nice little, nice little cushy, cushy uh, bit of regular work. Yeah, once East- the movie work dries up. EastEnders, for those listeners outside of the UK, is a soap yeah, opera, which I, I'm pretty sure I've had to explain that a lot recently. Yeah, <laughs> in, in recent episodes. Anyway, what's 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 old Statham doing? With he's the, with he's just of dyers. he's just approaching like he's, him and the dyers are approaching uh, approaching the Team GB swimming and volleyball team because they're linked, right? Um, uh, to to smuggle budgies in their pants. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, who's who's playing like the smuggler? The, the smuggler. Uh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg's playing playing this uh, uh, smuggler. Okay. Yeah. 
um, who's who's one of the GB diving team. Yeah. Uh, called um, we're going to call him uh, Mike Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of an equivalent to Tom Daly. Ah, right. <laughs> um, and I think he gets caught yeah. smuggling a budgie into Japan. Right. He gets and caught. he's and and it's and it's a prison. Uh, prisonable offence prisonable offence yeah so he just goes to prison yeah and then it's just him experiencing life in a well, in a Japanese prison how about this right he yeah. gets caught he doesn't really understand he didn't even know that yeah. the budgies were oh right yes so Jason Statham comes up to him mm. in. so he's going to be I think our protagonist here Jason Statham comes up to him says I've got this uh, uh, can you just can you uh, oh I'm a big fan I'm a big fan good luck in the competition good luck mm. in the competition right he tries to go through the border he, he tries to get get off the plane essentially yeah and the like the uh, security guard opens the opens his luggage budgies everywhere yeah right like in the, he, he like he he opens the he opens his sealed pack of 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 his his pants yeah or his his swimming trunks and stuff and there's just budgies hidden within the, the within it yeah and he gets sent he gets you know he's gonna go to prison this is this is like on the runway yeah when he gets off yeah he, yeah. he is surrounded by uh japanese policemen who are all shouting at him uh and then they open his suitcase budgies fly out and then they open his pants budgies fly out and the only the only way that he's gonna be allowed to not go to prison mm. is if he goes undercover ah and roots out the heart of the budgie smuggling operation in the in the um, Olympic swimming uh, teams. Yeah. In the Olympic Village, there is a budgie smuggling operation that Simon Pegg needs to help rumble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's having to go around like prodding people's <laughs> prodding people's crotches with a stick to check if their budgies are. Oh no, no, he's not. <laughs> He's, he's, he's just scattering seed nearby. Yeah, he's yeah. He's just... <laughs> on, like, on the entrance to the uh, to the swimming pool. Yeah. Like, just... He's just scattering bits it's, of bird seed uh, everywhere. Yeah, it, it's... Um, uh, Takeshi Katano, his... Uh, his, his uh, poli- his cop police handler, cop so, handler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, who's saying? Who's asking him to to do it for him? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think <laughs> so it's just a, a series of ways of, of catching people, of revealing. Out. But at the end, of course, he he um his someone he uh I don't know maybe his brother or something. Yeah. Um is is about to do a big dive. Hmm. Um, uh, Tom Weekly, his brother, yeah, uh, and he's about to do a big dive when suddenly, like, his crotch starts to swell, and, uh. and <laughs> this thing like growing and growing, oh, and growing, no. and growing and growing. The budgie turns into a kaiju in the middle of the Olympics. Oh, I mean, <laughs> why would you keep it in your pants yeah. when you're at the top of the diving board? But, but luckily. Because he was about to get caught by the police, he had to either go on because he couldn't take it out because yeah. they'd a scene, right? So then he gets on the diving board because the police have surrounded the place. Yeah, um, and he's making ready to dive. Starts swelling up. Luckily, Simon Pegg has has 
pants full of birdseed that he can scatter and draw the budgie away to be caught before it crushes the, it crushes the entire city. Yeah, yeah. You've got uh, Ken Watanabe with the uh, with the de shrink ray. He's the yeah. scientist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the police department. De shrink ray. The de shrink ray. The shrink that's, ray. That's the a, shrink ray. That's a growth ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a growth rate, Tom. Yeah, uh, they stop the kaiju and that's it. The budget smuggler. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Peg, Takeshi Kitano, mm-hmm. uh, kiss. Yeah. Um, and they live in in Tokyo. And they both in... both take off on the back of a giant Mothra. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and then there's just a, a city under siege from Godzilla. And... <laughs> And the three-headed dragon or whatever, I don't know. I've oh, seen uh, those movies. Yeah, I can't remember the name of that one. King Kong. Ghidorah? Ghidorah, maybe. Uh, so, those are all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. Remember to uh, get in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and tweet us at Life's a Pitch show as well to give us titles or just like get in touch so this is a good episode well yeah, done yeah we like it when you do that yeah so we now move on to our final major pitch which is from phil walters and that is a pirate a hacker and an assassin walk into a speakeasy a pirate a hacker and an assassin walk into a speakeasy yeah okay so first things first yeah this can we have to establish what this pirate's doing. <laughs> what this pirate seemingly Cause, cause, out of time. Cause, because the hacker and the assassin can take place in the same say, at the same time. The thing is right. Yeah. But the hacker and the assassin can take place at the same time. The speakeasy and the hacker and the speakeasy the, pro- probably not. D- probably not. Well, possibly. You yeah. can have speakeasies that aren't during that the 20s. The 20s. Yeah. Like it, they, they, you know, when but when they, any secret bar is kind of a speakeasy. Mm, that they were the most popular, though. Sure, absolutely. During the twenties, yeah, can't, can't, can't say you're wrong. The pirate and the hacker definitely can take place at the same time. It, it depends on what kind of pirate. Exactly. You yeah, yeah. Exactly. If it's a if it's an internet pirate, uh, then yes. Yes. Because you need the internet to do hacking. Mm-hmm. Um. The the pirate, mm-hmm. if you were going for a more traditional Captain Hook kind of pirate, mm-hmm. the Johnny Depp kind of pirate. Yeah, the only hacking they're doing is off other people's arms. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, the assassin is... Anytime at all. Anytime at all. There's a, there's, a, there's a big game franchise built around that concept. <laughs> yes, yeah. Unbelievably so. One of the world's oldest professions. <laughs> Assassins. Yes. Yes. Um, so, like, like like sex work, assassination yeah. is is one of the oldest oldest professions. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. People people always want other people dead, and yeah, <laughs> and, and will pay good money for it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Do you know what, Tom? This mm. all this shilly shallying around mm. is all because I don't want to do a time travel movie. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So let's just set it... I, I hate pitching time travel movies. They get really confusing really fast. Let's just set it in a version of the 20s where computers exist. <laughs> I think if we have only one bit of time travel... Yeah. No no back and forth in. No. Then we might be all right. 
Yeah. Okay? So, I think what if there is a big time... Like, it, we have a sort of Suicide Squad vibe yeah. where these three people are brought for their crimes yeah. from different times because <laughs> they're all criminals. That's the one thing. Oh, oh, my God. It's like an Avengers of criminals. Yes. So we've got... Uh, who's the most famous pirate? Blackbeard. Blackbeard. So we've got Blackbeard. Who's the most famous hacker? Edward Snowden. Sure. Was Edward Snowden a hacker? I don't think he was... He was a whistleblower, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. It was not a hacker. Who who's a hacker? Um does it have to be a real person? I I'd like it to be. Alright, hang on. A real person from history. Famous hacker. I know there is one. There's the person who hacked into um <laughs> Do you know what? Anonymous. Let's just just have Anonymous be there. And it's just some guy in his pyjamas. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Anna Kendrick. Just the actress Anna Kendrick is Anonymous. Yes, because because we don't know. We don't know who Anonymous we, is. But, <laughs> but, but we, we now know that Anna Kendrick is part of Anonymous. No, is... The main part oh, of right. Anonymous. The main, the the main one. It's Anna Kendrick in her pajamas. <laughs> Anna Kendrick in her pajamas. Yeah. Um, the thing is, we don't know why she's there. Yeah, because for the first part of the there's movie, there's no hacking to be done until she puts the V for Vendetta mask on. As, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Partway through she the movie, says, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> she's hacking into the Robo Matrix of the Speakeasy. The audience who have not yet figured out that she is the hacker in this situation. Yeah. After after picking the movie <laughs> from the title to watch, yep. um, and then the assassin, yep. uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, okay, uh, played by Patton Oswald. Yes. Uh, so we've got Anna Kendrick, Patton Oswald. Who's playing Blackbeard the pirate? Um, Nick Frost. Nick Frost. I, every week. Every week. It, it, Nick Frost is like my Florence Pugh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he should be in more stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was really good in that. In that uh, Truth Seekers. Yeah, yeah. Thought he was good in that. <laughs> I honestly thought you were about to say, he was really good in that Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Like a film that came out nearly 20 years ago. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, he was. He was all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Nick Frost playing Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, one of the things here is that they're all sort of like, they get picked up by this you know, time cop sort of person. Yeah. Right? Of course, it's Owen Wilson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, time time cop. Famous time cop yeah. now, Owen Wilson. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, I love your work. Uh, uh, but it's not, it's not sort of, it really isn't like the um, low-key time cop situation. Yeah, right? yeah. It's just someone with a problem and he's kind of messing with time to, to solve it. Yeah, right? yeah. And so he's gone a little bit rogue. <laughs> And so, like, he's he's very much like, I love your work, Black, Black Blackbeard. I read all about you, all, all your things. He's like, my things. <laughs> and he's like, and it's like, turns out that Blackbeard isn't as competent as we think he is. Like, you know, <laughs> it, Anna Kendrick is anonymous, isn't that competent? And Lee Harvey Oswald just accidentally killed a guy. Like, it was a guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he accidentally killed a guy. Yeah. Or did he? Yeah. Who knows? Well, well th th this is the thing. Like, 
it wasn't that he accidentally killed the guy he was just like really heavily like you know <clears throat> what, what do they call it the uh, Omega or whatever it's called product the indoctrination thing the 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 mind thing that was used for JFK oh um, MK Ultra MK Ultra yeah, yeah. Uh, like he was just you know MK Ultra up to the eyeballs <laughs> and so like has no real memory of what he did yeah he's he's, he's just been on acid for weeks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so like you've got you've got him. did we cast Lee Harvey Oswald um Patton Oswald Patton Oswald of course yeah. so he's like whoa <laughs> he's, oh my god am I in the future <laughs> uh depends what you mean uh, <laughs> uh Lee Harvey Oswald uh um you're in the future of policing <laughs> This is this is the thing. Uh, this is sort of my thing. Not really. Uh, you find out later. This is one of the lines. Is like, mm. yeah. When I said this was the future of policing, what I meant meant it was it was the future of policing soon in my time. Like, I'm not really supposed to be doing this, but uh, I figured it was the only way to to sort this out. Given that the criminals are time travelers, I thought, well, why not? Why not steal a, a time machine myself? Why not steal a time machine myself and and get and get the best people for the job? <laughs> yeah, I have thought very little about this plan. <laughs> I have, I have given it tops five minutes. <laughs> I didn't have long to 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 decide. I I saw my oppor- opportunity. I took it. Yeah. Man, you may think, whoa, he's crazy, he's loco. But, <laughs> like, I had to do something. Because we've got this villain who is a time traveller, right? Yeah. So the idea being that in the, in the nearish future, time travel is discovered. Yeah. Someone decides to use it to try and change the past, mm. goes back to the 20s. And some uh, and and so and because the bureaucracy is like oh, no we're gonna have to think this through we're gonna have to we're gonna have to um, uh, you know adjudicate how we're going to develop a system where we don't change the past too much if we're policing time. Owen Wilson's just like nah, just there it is. I've got to go because <laughs> he saw he saw from the stockroom. Yeah, the one guy a pit like. To turn up, steal it, and he had to go after him. He's like, boom! I know where he's going. I've got to presses the pulls the lever on the time machine, thoop, straight back into the 1920s. Yeah, where he finds that he's already set up this this kind of like this speakeasy, which is full of like robot. It's, it's kind of got a Westworld vibe to it. It's I, like kind of animatronic people in this speakeasy. I, I like this criminal has stolen a time machine mm. and has set up a speakeasy for other criminals that he's given time machines to oh shit so it's it's not a speakeasy in the 20s mm. although it is set in the 20s yeah it's a speakeasy out of time yes yeah, yeah. so like so it is in the 20s but yeah. it's sort of like the style is all of the 20s yeah there's jazz music playing um but there is just criminals from across, across time. time gotcha um okay. this is now more complicated yes <laughs> Yes. You see how this became more complicated. Yep, it's the worst. Uh, we have really written ourselves many problems here. Um, 
like when it was just one guy with a time machine, I could handle it. Because yeah. it was like he's he's just trying to change things in the 1920s. That's nice and self-contained. Yeah. Well, I I think I think Owen Wilson has, like I said, not given too much thought to this plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically, he's just been tasked with getting this time criminal. Yeah. Um. So he's like, ah. Oh, they all like and they 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 sort of he gets his team together of Mm -hmm. Blackbeard Anonymous yeah (laughs) Blackbeard no we'll we'll go back Blackbeard Anna Kendrick in her pyjamas yeah and (laughs) (laughs) and Pat Oswalt and Pat Oswalt um and uh <laughs> because those are the first three he could think of uh, <laughs> who would make a good team with, yeah, yeah. with very varying skill sets. Yeah, exactly. Um, they go on like a few little quests to sort of track down where this speakeasy yeah. is set, what kind of time period, mm. when, where, and it's New York in the 20s. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think largely he's <laughs> been reading about history books mm. and the history books certainly make a bigger deal out of these people than they maybe actually were mm. so it's sort of like it's it's not that he hasn't like this is his Avengers yeah right? he is really excited to have Anonymous on board he's really excited to have um, uh, to have Blackbeard on board he's really excited to have Pat and Os- Lee Harvey Oswald, Oswald on board right yeah yeah because they're all huge names in history that would did these things. Yeah. But, but it all... turns out that they're way less impressive in person. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Like, uh, Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald um, just really likes books. Yeah. That's why he works at the book depository. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Really likes books and just just loves loves hanging out by guns. Bit of a wallflower. A bit yeah. of a wallflower, yeah. <laughs> that's how you could describe him. Bit of a grassy knollflower. Yeah. <laughs> They find this speakeasy and it's and it's just they walk in and all the criminals shoot because they've they all their adventures have gone back in time before well to meet all some of these people mm-hmm. uh, to basically catch the catch the criminal who's bringing them all to this speakeasy to make an army of history's criminals right okay yeah yeah um, and uh, and. Yeah, we 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 have a few of them that already know who. Maybe they... yeah, maybe that's. I guess maybe maybe it's like these are also criminals, right? Yeah. So um, maybe Owen Wilson's gone back and got these guys, the only ones he could get before um, Charles Dance, who is this time traveling criminal. Yeah. Um, goes we're... and gets all the others. Yes. Right. Yeah. He's like. I mean. Um... Uh, Owen Wilson's like, oh well, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's shot by Jack Ruby the day after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go grab him in the mean, like in the meantime after yeah, he committed yeah, yeah, the crime, yeah, yeah. because it, it's always after they commit the crime yeah. that that Charles Dance can get him. That's that's the thing. He can't go back before they've done the crime. Okay, they have to cross the threshold into criminalism. Yeah, before because, Charles well, Dance. Well, he goes uh, and picks them up from just after where their crime was committed. Yeah, because they are. Law enforcement people, mm. Charles Dance is like a crooked cop. Yeah. Um, they have the records of where these crimes were committed so mm. they can go and pick them up just after. Yeah. Right? Obviously, they don't know where they are in the days before, the weeks before, the years before. They can't mm. go and get them before that because there's no record of where Lee Harvey Oswald was, Lee Harvey Oswald was before in, in just hanging out territory. Yeah. You know, like, 
like he could be at home he could be whatever those things aren't going to be kept in the the hall of criminal records yeah yeah but the things are that are are the actual crimes when they occurred so yeah straight after you can go and go to that point yes of course of course um it was ironing out the rules of time travel in this movie which we again every time travel movie has to <laughs> uh, because otherwise it's just a very confusing movie sure is um and so i think they get to that speakeasy yeah and it's not a speakeasy at all okay that's it's, a bit of a bait and switch from the title it's a well yeah this is this is what we get this is how we get the audience in they're like oh speakeasy mm. naughty naughty stuff um naughty underground things drinking drinking oh oh, oh. drinking alcohol in the 20s are you mad (laughs) um it's it's actually a thunderdome (laughs) what of like charles dance has, has captured the world's his like the world's best criminals right for a, a tournament <laughs> for an underground fighting tournament okay using all their skill sets um so uh so for example in, in a fight between um uh bleh, who who's just name one one historical criminal robin hood in a fight between Robin Hood yeah. and Charles Manson, yeah. Robin Hood's got his bow and arrow, and Charles Manson is convincing people he's in the got crowd. A force of personality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's convincing people in the crowd that one, he shouldn't even be there, yeah. and two, uh, no, that's Ted Bundy, isn't it? Uh, Charles Manson's convincing people in the crowd to jump in and kill Robin Hood because yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's he's playing Helter Skelter. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> that's his entrance music. Yeah. <laughs> As, yeah, Charles Manson's ancient music is, is Helter Skelter. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, whereas Robin Hood's is... Uh, dee 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 <laughs> it's true. the fox Robin Hood so, <laughs> from so film Robin Hood. I'm guessing we're going to go along the, along the lines of most subculture films now where essentially they have to infiltrate this t- this tournament to bring it down. Yeah. I think Owen Wilson, because I want him on screen more, um, has a big moustache and he's called like... Uh, Cactus Mike who is not real uh, and he's just pretending to be a criminal as well, so, <laughs> Cactus Mike yeah. I'm Cactus Mike do, don't on, you re- you remember me I'm one, I'm one of the fiercest guns in the west <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah. Um, so you know he's, his, his moustache is shaped like a cactus yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> he's prickly yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know it's, it's, it's a caper in that in that respect yeah and um, you know, it's. Um, I think they get to, they get to the last few. I think because the whole thing's a cyberdrome, like Anna, Anna Kendrick's doing pretty well because people underestimate her. Yeah. Blackbeard, uh, I think, um, ends up being the emotional heart of the uh, of, of the lot of them. And um, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald goes out early. Yeah. But. Um, is kind of more of a. Well, this is the thing in his match. It's him and Jack Ruby, the the gangster. <laughs> He's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just cut right? a, a grudge match for the ages. <laughs> it's just it's just random, right? Like, yeah. And it's just like they both rise out <laughs> on the ground on on pedestals. Yeah. And then Jack's like, 
hey there Lee and then uh, <laughs> and it's and, as if it's as if they know each other yeah and then <laughs> and Oswald goes oh no and then then we just cut away <laughs> like they hear, hear a gunshot <laughs> and then we've just got him nursing a gunshot wound in the back because it's you know uh, in, in like backstage like oh God. <laughs> well I'm out you know <laughs> Yeah, and it's um, it's it's kind of like the the idea. Of, it's um, we make a video game for this, and it is just Smash Brothers, but with <laughs> with historical, historical criminals, serial killers. And yeah, stuff. <laughs> really tasteless. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> really it's real bad. Game. Yeah, it's a real tasteless movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, at the end of the day. Uh, so, like, how do they stop Charles Dance? Like, how do they... Do they... Do, do they... Do we find out that Charles Dance had brought all these people here to erase them from history? Like, yeah. he was, he was, you know, pissing them against each other because he's kind of got this twisted sense of justice. Mm. And that uh, he, he sort of... And then, obviously, like, uh, Owen Wilson's evading the time like the the police who are coming after him now because yeah. he's also stolen uh, a thing but he's done it more publicly like he's he's not had a plan beh- ahead of time yeah um and so like the, i i think there's got to be this situation where like there's a parallel between charles dance's twisted sense of justice mm. owen wilson's sense of like renegade sort of um uh, vigilante justice to try and catch capture charles dance mm-hmm. it's sort of a not we're, we're not so different you and i owen wilson <laughs> um yeah, we are. I'm I'm the wildest gun in the West. Pew pew pew. <laughs> uh. And um uh, and yeah, I think maybe like he does style himself as a cowboy because that's sort of like the sheriff, Cactus Jack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever his name was, um, Cactus Mike. Yeah. Um, the kind of sheriff guy. Uh, like that was the frontier justice. He mm. sort of got an idea of what cops are. Um, that isn't quite real. But yeah. then he he's confronted with Charles Dancer's like you know, almost fascist take on people, criminals in the past. Yeah. You know, he's 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 going to prove them all to be mortal and and, 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 and fail, failures, you know. And what we're really trying to do with this film is yeah. sort of, is sort of push, uh, and sort of, sort of hold a mirror up to the justice system. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? In this movie about kidnapping criminals from out of time and forcing them to fight in yeah, a thunderdome. I just, I just think it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of an emotional moment between, yeah. the, between the two of them um, and then the time cops come and both of them go to prison. Yeah. Both Owen Wilson and uh, Charles Dance. And Charles Dance go to prison. And they, they kiss. I suppose. Kissy-wissy. Uh, and then I think Lee Harvey Oswald ends up missing the shot. Yeah. Because he's been shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's really struggling. Like, they all put him back to the times where yeah. they're from, and because he's been shot, shot by Jack Ruby, the, th- the the film ends with JFK actually still getting shot, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because in in that last moment, he's like Jack Ruby's like, I'm 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 gonna finish the job before uh, before you do. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Lee, yeah. Lee, I'm finishing the job. He's behind him. They both get teleported back to their own time. Yeah. Lee falls down, trips over the grassy knoll, 
Jack fires the bullet. The, the funny thing is, bullets. Lee Harvey Oswald isn't even on the grassy knoll. Is Lee Harvey Oswald's in the book depository. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the grassy knoll is is something where they're just like, oh, there was there must have been a shooter on the grassy knoll. We've oh. got no no real solid evidence. I don't for know it. anything about it, but the but, point he trips over a book. The yeah. book is um, the time machine. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he trips over a book upon landing. Yeah, yeah. Falls out the window, and then Jack. Fires the gun, the, the the bullet carries forward. Well, and, uh, uh, this is the thing. Like, no one shoots JFK from the book depository, but JFK still gets shot. Owen Wilson turns up. <laughs> what? And tackles this umbrella guy down <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> this guy with a suspicious looking umbrella with a, Why with a trigger. Because Owen Wilson... He's like, in this prison is, now. This is the thing. Like... <laughs> We're, oh, it's a loop. It's a it's, it's a, a loop. Yeah, I understand. Sorry, I wasn't yeah. doing. You know, you know, you you understand that um, time travel movies are complicated. Yeah, and shit. And, um, and I don't like pitching. Them. <laughs> but this one was a fun one, though. It was a fun one. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's just when we start getting into those kind of territories that I'm like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. At, at least we couched it in the JFK assassination. I'm, I'm in over my head now. <laughs> at, le- at least we had like a grounds yeah. of the JFK assassination, sure. which for some reason must be the most covered thing on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I never bring it up. No, no, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me uh, because because it's a very interesting story. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cultural touch. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So that was was a pirate a hacker and a this that and, and the other an assassin walk into a speakeasy yeah there you go there you go but you weren't <laughs> expecting that you weren't Phil Walters <laughs> or any of our listeners yeah um, well if you have enjoyed that like, like I have and I, I did enjoy that one I, I, I enjoy messing about with uh, Thunderdomes <laughs> Thunderdomes and historical figures. Yeah. Um, then you can, of course, um, well, firstly, let us know about it or indeed let your friends about it by spreading the word about the podcast. Yeah. Um, you can also, of course, go over to patreon.com forward slash lives of pitch podcast to give us a little bit of money each month. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really helpful. Keeps the uh, podcast going. You get a bunch of stuff yourself and you get your name read out on the on the podcast, um, which brings me to the bit, the bit you've all been waiting for. Really. Yeah. Um, which is to say our patron names. So to that end, these are all of our patrons. Brandon Spanky Mills. Ross Originals proudly sending his 400 dragons off to university. <laughs> Mixed Biscuit seems that we're able to follow the team actions in the past through what the boffins are calling podcast echoes. Jeremy L. Kayam. Stephen D. Thomas. Orcs think that the colour of a machine affects its speed. Morons! Eldar Death Squad for life! For death! Fingers to hand. Try and prime strand. A timulator seems to have sent the jumbling haywire. Everything's turning into time. James Delaney. Uh, con- congratulations on your new kid, James. Brames D. Time Kyam. The tusk hip bone. Why don't we just leave it alone? Brent Black. Honestly, the, the discography of a ghostly, just a ghostly voice saying 400 over and over is a bop. Things are getting bad. Almost all things have palled. We might have to call on somebody else. Frankly, this name thing is getting silly. We need more normal names like Joseph Hegarty. Stay down, Penvis Jr. Episode 400 isn't ready yet. Tom, can you scratch my back and bark like a dog? I'm not carrying on until you do. Mipantis. Mipants. Gone. Reduced to atoms. 
We almost have a complete Visk Vengeance team, but as assembling it took so many weeks, we've forgotten our mission statement. Alex NSFW, bit of a good news, bad news situation. Harvesting Carl's bone marrow didn't help us solve injambulation, but it's lovely on a thick slice of brie. I had to make a second Patreon account just to participate in this stupid ARG. But I feel it's you've done it, Davey. We're now logged on to the podcast main mainframe. We can send warnings to the pre-400 era. Matt complained this was getting incoherent. I don't know what he could possibly mean. Matt, I got us on SoundCloud, but at this point in time, Spotify hasn't become mainstream as a platform for podcasts. I do have a pretty good feeling about iTunes, though. Captain Eden, the queer buccaneer. Continuing this story... Continuing this story is stretching the limits of my creativity. Tom, SoundCloud is never going to last. Get us on iTunes immediately. That platform is as immortal as Steve Jobs, who is currently alive in this time stream. And to those of you who are on that list, thank you so much. Thank you. And to right. those of you who um, uh, whose limits of their creativity is being stretched, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I think... What broke me was uh, Eldar Death Squad for life, for death. For death. Do you know, Tom, I, I, I see this as my reel for voiceover and, and voice acting work. So if you've yeah. got, a, got a script you want reading, uh, I am available for work. So thank you to everyone who uh, has given us titles this week and is a member of our Patreon page. Yes. Um, thank you to all those people. Uh, we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award, which is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title. I just had a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, so from Mrs. Donahue's Snail, we've got Heist School Musical. Heist School, I like it. Yep. Yep. No, that's bang in the middle of that that yes very clever uh, like circle target well yeah. done <laughs> like, yes you managed to hit your target from 200 yards away very clever You're very very clever we're breaking free <laughs> so until next week I've been Tom McGrath we're breaking in that would be the song because it's high school anyway um, uh, yeah I've been Matt Turner remember who pitched it <laughs> I forgot where I was for a second <laughs>